welcome back y'all to the rabbit hole show uh with uh episode 13 uh, we took last week off just kind of a mental health week but we're back uh, with a special guest um a guy that i've known for 10 years maybe a little more um app state alumni uh you probably all know him and have watched him on saturdays but um jamal jackson how are you doing i'm good i'm good she i'm good man thanks for having me hey it's good to have you and blessed to be here you know talking with you and about mental health and your journey and my journey and just kind of we met at app state and you were an athlete and i think we had a class together um the communications class communications then we had a business class that i was we, we had our first exam and me and you both failed it and you had to stay in and i was able to drop out yes, I, I that. Uh, it was in the it was a business it was uh, an 8 a.m class it was a eight, i think it was an 8 a.m and it we had a, that it was a hard class yeah i could not drop i was sick I was, I was praying sick. for you the whole semester. I was like, I hope Jamal does well because after that first exam, I said, "Ooh, hey, nope." I, I remember. I remember. I can't remember who what his name was. I can't but either. I, but he was tough. Yeah, but I went. I I, I want to go talk to him in office hours. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna need some." Hey, listen, I need I need some extra focus on this and that. But he he ended up. I ended up passing the class. But that was a tough one, though. Good. Yeah. After that first exam, I was like, I don't even know what that exam was about. And I studied for it. For real, I mean, it wasn't more. It wasn't more. It was. It was wasn't. Like, oh, it wasn't God. business law. Yes, I think it was. Maybe yeah. it was in a small, like four level, mm -hmm. um, like with thirty people in the class. Mm -hmm. And I think Drew Bailey was in there with us. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. It was Drew and somebody else. Man, I yeah, that there was someone because we all sat in the back left. <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember that. Hey, yo, I'm trying. You probably remember way more stuff than me. The hits going to add up as I get older. Oh but yeah, you definitely. I'm start. Things are starting to pop in my head as my mind's been more clear for yeah. a year without substance and you know the lifestyle I was living. But um, no, that was I walked. It, I remember we stood outside of uh, Rayleigh that day after that exam, and we all four of us were talking. Like I was I like, I got to drop, and you were like, I can't. And I was like. <laughs> I think you, Drew, and everyone, y'all went over to the um, the athletic advisor or something like, yo, we got They said, I need it. Yeah. Okay. And it was 8 a.m. So fresh out of workouts every day. Mm -hmm. Got to come in there. But, hey, man, we got it done. Yeah. I mean, and as a student athlete, you had to. So, I mean, talk about that a little bit for listeners who are in high school or in college and an athlete. Um, looking back now you know, we're what, eight, 10 years out of college. What are some things that you did as an athlete, student athlete, and looking back now, would you have done it differently or just talk about that? Um, if you don't mind. I think I, I, for, for me, I think, and this goes for any position, right? But when you talk about playing quarterback, your set of rules is completely different. You know what I'm saying? For the rest of you are, you're part of the team, right? It's, it's, it's one, but you have to hold yourself to a certain standard, right? So there's a, even in high school, like my senior year, right? Because it took me a minute. I was always athletic, but I was, in high school, I was definitely the, the lazy athlete, just wanted to play. I was right? too, in basketball. I, I mean, that's just what it is until you understand, like, if you really want to use this vehicle, right, that people are paying for your education, you really got to tap in and, and do more than what's expected and do more than what you think you have to do. 
so for me, I always had structure as far as what I needed to do, where I needed to be. For me, I just had to hit that switch to be, you have to do more. Um, so what I tell the kids now um, is just that I can't, I can't give you ambition, right? Um, I can teach you accountability. Yeah. But if you want to be great, like you just got to put the work in. And I, and I tell them every day, it's like, and no matter what craft, whether it's sports, performing arts, uh, being a biochemist, whatever it is, if you look around, everybody's not great, right? Yeah. And the reason why is because being great is hard work. And everybody got to put it in. That's what it, that's what it is. You have to understand what it is to sacrifice, what it means to sacrifice, right? Understand yep. you, can't, you can't be regular. Your life isn't regular, mm-hmm. right? So, um, you know, once you're once you're good with that, once you're good with sacrifice and understanding accountability, then you got to. I think you have the the requisite tools to be successful. Yeah, and it goes back. We were just talking about kind of who you surround yourself um, with, and Definitely. on a team with what? How many people? Six fifty that travel, and how many? Seventy. I mean, you have footballs are a big team. So, and you're a quarterback. Uh, well, I mean, if you. You talk about camp, we probably got at least 120 on the roster. Because you got practice. and uh-huh. So you got, you got walk-ons, right? Preferred walk-ons. Uh, I think what we travel, so like 60, like something something around I here, think, right? Yeah. yeah and, so. and you're the quarterback in a big team. You're going to have your guys on there who are just athletic and just can play and are getting a scholarship. Others who are motivated, want to go to the next level and are – busting their butts every day and it's a big team you're not going to have the perfect team and as a quarterback you're having to kind of hold that team and make them function um and you can choose who you hang out with and you know going back to who are you going to surround yourself with and who's going to help you grow and become what you want and desire and not trading in for what you want most right now kind of um so how was that i mean on a social level because i mean i hung out with a lot of football basketball and then you know your average joes and everyone wanted to go to college have fun but like as you're saying sacrifices i mean when i was out i didn't see you at parties all the time and if you if i did you were very you know controlled nothing happened where you had other players who were buck wild and you know, so talk about that kind of on a, you'd mentioned it a little bit prior, but as a social aspect and sacrifices, like how did you, and I'm sure speak on teammates that you saw were becoming a distraction because of that. And how do you as a quarterback at 20, 18 years old, like have that confidence to tell them, Hey, you need to, you know, straighten up. We're here for football and we got to, I mean, well, because distractions are big. It is right. But, do you understand what you're there for, right? No, no, no. Don't get it twisted because I won't. I won't tell a lot. When in the, in the spring Thursday oh, night. That, hey, listen. I'm, I'm talking I'm, about I'm, during season. Oh, look, 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 season. Look, hey, after game, you gotta understand. Like, yes, I was a quarterback, but I was one of the fellas. Like, I like to have fun, right? But oh, I, we had a good time. Yeah, we did for sure. I like. I'm gonna go out. I, I know I have to be a lot more aware, right? Because. Certainly, it's just how it is. It's just the nature of the game. Certain position, there's more eyes on you, right? So it doesn't matter if whatever the perceived perception is, like, that's what it's going to be, right? You can't Correct. control the narrative, but some things you can't control. But if I knew I was going to be out having fun with the fellas, I knew I had to be the first one in the door getting ready for 6 a.m. workouts, right? That's just the, uh, 
That's mentality and sacrifices yeah, that you because you wanted to get to the next level and you knew what it took. But and we can speak on this if you want. You had an injury yeah. um, and that just junior year and that totally changed the game. And yeah. um, so how do you deal with that? I mean, you know, you said quarterback eyes on you, um, yeah. you know, you were the stud and then you have a big injury. And I mean, how I, do you I, go from there? Um. I mean, anybody that was around me understood that, you know, I had to, I had to work my way, right? I had to look myself in the mirror, right? Because when I came in, Red Shark Armani was there. Yep. Second year, competed with DeAndre. Uh, he won it my Red Shark freshman year. Had a heck of a year that year. Then it, with my Red Shark sophomore years when I took over. Uh, man, I, I, I don't know. It's just like, what's the best way to put it? It's really about your, it's, it's, it's your focus. Like, it's. It's it's not that much room for error. Yeah, you, you like you have to understand like if it's the season and have, we got six a.m. workouts and directly after that I have class. Like mm-hmm. then after that we have meetings, then we have practice, then we have to do film, then we have this. It's it's so many aspects that goes into it that if you're somebody that has those dreams and aspirations, right, you have to make sure you're in the line. You're in the line to to achieve those. But when we talk about getting hurt um, and going through that. Uh, like I was saying, everybody that was around me knew by my like my sophomore junior year what my goal was. It was to play after school, right? Yeah. I put the I put the necessary work in, uh, did the training at school outside of school, um, and put myself in position to make that dream materialize, right? Yep. You can never control injuries, right? It happens, right? Had a good surgery, right? what tore my ACL, meniscus, uh, bad bone bruise. That was my junior. That was against Western. Yep, right? I remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I played the rest of the season on hindsight 2020. I wish I did it, right? Probably made, made a little bit worse, but it happens, man. I, yep. That's what happens. The coach more playing for the guys, right? Trying to, you know what I'm saying, ring. That's what yeah. we talked about. So it was it was definitely a sacrifice. But that next year, man, just going through it, uh, my body was not responding. And I had no idea why not. I was busting my butt in rehab. Uh, but I just wasn't the same, bro. If you anybody that knows from that, from that 2012-13, I was not the same player. I was not as, not as explosive, um, obviously, down the road. And I got diagnosed, what, two years later with Gray's disease, right? Yeah. Uh, but being in the moment, not under, not knowing about that stuff, I mean, you can imagine how everything kind of just flips on you, right? You go from yeah. working your way up, getting to the mountaintop, and then sliding all the way back down. Um, you're talking about they tell you not to look at, you know, ratings and this and that. But I think going into my – Senior year, top 25 in my position in the quarterback draft class. And then by the end of my senior year, I failed like 40 spots, right? You see yeah. yourself losing money. Like, these are all things that are real things. And you talk about all the praise and all the negative stuff, but you got to take into effect that we're still 18 to 21-year-old kids that's trying to balance everything. And when everything is all good, everything is great, everything's on a smooth and on a smooth and straight path when yep. stuff happens. Uh Shit hits the fan, dog. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah. um, Shit hits the fan and your brain's still developing. It's not fully developed at the age of college necessarily. And you're trying to figure out what to do. You're having all these different emotions. Um, Dreams you had are now falling kind of away, um, as you see, and changing your direction of life and outlook um it's tough i mean as it happened to me last year i was looking at prison time and then woke up 
um, off life support, finding out I had died of an overdose and I had to make a change or it was going to be not too long after if I would, you know, end up in prison or death and I wasn't going to come back. So like I had to make a change and um, I mean, it's a little different, but still your world's kind of drastically changed and how are you going to overcome that adversity and move forward in a positive way and deal with your emotions healthy and things I used to not do. So yeah, how at 18, 20, you know, how are you dealing with that now being, um, you know, 10 years or so removed? Right. I mean, I mean, now it's just, now I'm in a whole different, different stage of life. I've evolved into a whole different space. I mean, even, even through all the, the tumultuous senior year, that didn't stop my aspiration, my dreams. As soon as I, I think I took my exams early, my professors let me take my exams in November. I left, went to go train for a couple of weeks in Charlotte, came back um, for graduation, flew directly. My agent flew me to Texas for three months for all your pre-draft, pre-combine training. Uh, you know, was able to get away that help mentally, like to kind of get away, reset and just focus on that. But even through all that, man, I'm just, it was such a struggle because my, my body was not responding. Right. And obviously being not aware to the fact, you just don't know what's going on. Right. And you got people that you can lean on, but the messed up part is that I had some of the closest people around me that would kind that would basically say, I'm not, um, I'm not dedicated to what I'm doing. I'm not giving my all, but that, that, that definitely wasn't the case, right? No, I mean, health and they, was... And yeah, for sure. But my thing is, is just that even with hearing all that, that, that never deterred me, right? But my thing is, is just that it's at a certain point in time where you understand it's time to make a transition, all right? I, play, I was able to play, what, three years after school? Mm-hmm. Um, the ultimate goal is the pinnacle, right? Which is the NFL, all right? Correct. I did this, I, I dedicated the first 25, what, 25 to 26 years of my life to football solely, right? That was my, I knew for, I had high school, if I wanted to go to college, my mother wasn't going to be able to pay for school, right? I yep. a scholarship. I was that kid that uh, no matter what, I was on a ba- basketball, baseball, football team. It did not matter, right? Athletics mm-hmm. was my vehicle. Yes, Correct. I'm the same person that on top of being a quarterback, I double majored in advertising, crime studies, and minor rec management. So I handled yeah. my business. You did it all. Yeah, for, I mean, yeah, I, and I had I had a great support system with family. Uh, I had the right people around me that held me accountable as well. So, I mean, bro, it's it's so much, dog, and it, it's so crazy. Now you got me just thinking about a timeline. You talk about ten years. It's just a yeah, lot. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Um, so you're coaching now, um, and you've done coach college and high school, um. <laughs> And with all that's happened in your life and what you've overcome and not let it hold you back, but help you grow into the man that you are today. um, How are you using that to impact these kids? And I mean, we, you talked about that earlier. I mean, you can't, you can hold them accountable, but you can't give them the ambition, the drive. Um, So like off the field kind of, you know? Yeah. So what kind of, transition my like I always I always said when I'm done playing I was going to coach right that was always my thing um that changed to see I stopped playing I did I played my last season I was in Europe I came back to Atlanta in 2016 uh, I remember I had met with Charlie Charlie Cobb so yep. Charlie was the AD at app while we was at app mm-hmm. now he's 
Yeah, Georgia State. We have a great relationship. We have a great relationship to this day. That's how I ended up going to school, getting my master's at Georgia State. That's him, right. and Brad, him and Brad Horton, who's an associate AD over there. Uh, but being in, I was in the student athlete development academic. So I was academic coordinator in the uh, athletic department at Georgia State. And just seeing what goes into the success and failures of a student athlete off the field, right? Because as athletes, uh, you know, I try to, you know, uh, get in the mix. I would, you know, go pop into Charlie's office, be around the Yosa Club members, right? Always trying to take in information, but we don't really see what goes on the other side with the academic coordinators, uh, with student athlete development, understanding, uh, setting people up after school, right, to be successful. Because, yes, everybody that plays sports, right, pretty much has the aspiration to play at the highest level, right? Yep. But what I tell my kids is that the higher you get, the higher the level it goes, the harder it gets, right? But mm-hmm. there's more ways than one to make money, right? Correct. Uh, it's not just sports. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so being at Georgia State really flipped my mental as far as, dang, is coaching what I want to do or do I want to be able to impact more off the field, right? Because, yes, you, whatever you want to do, uh, I don't talk about myself, but anything you want to find, you can definitely go find it, go look it up, go see what it is. But I want you to be as great as you can on the field, but understand there's so much more to gain off the field, right? You talk about lifelong connection, not burning bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, understand understand the, uh, the importance of networking, right? Um, all those things, what I try to push to this next generation is that you use this vehicle, right? Use this vehicle because when you get to school to be the student after they're paying for the education, they're going to use every ass, every every last little ounce of you to mm-hmm. get what they get. So you got to do the same, right? Correct. Go to summer school, take those classes. So I just feel like so many people invested in me that, yes, the ultimate goal was to, to hit the lead, right? Yep. I'm a realist, right? And it took a minute. And I had to look at that. Did I, did I achieve that goal? No, I did not. But was my career, was my career a failure? No, it was not. No, not at all. I'm I'm a goal-oriented person. I'm a task-oriented person, right? Uh, Signing a contract after college to play league, that was the ultimate goal. That's why you put the work in. That's why you put the records yeah. to work. It did not happen. That's a tough-ass pill to swallow. Very. When you put the work Very. in, and people understand how talented you are, but when that door closes, you either get, it's either two things you can do. You can fold, mm-hmm. right? Or you can regroup. You can learn. All right, and now you can start tapping into different areas to, to start your ascension into a whole different lane. Uh, I did not do it by myself as far as, you know, you know, being able to work in that play department at Georgia State, being able to coach at South Carolina. It's, it's connections. It's just trying to be a good person. I think that's the biggest thing I try to tell them, too. You don't have to try to act cool, right, or do this. You can just be a good person and still be yourself. You don't have to be an a, a a-hole, you feel me? I try, not to, I try not to curse with them, right? But you yeah. don't have to do that to be cool, all right? It's, it, it takes nothing to be a good person. You treat everybody the same, right? You treat the janitor like he's a president, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it does not matter. You treat everybody with respect and that energy feeds back into you down the road right then. You just never know, right? Never yes, know. You never about. know. And with all that we have going on in the world today, if everyone just gave respect and loved and helped each other, I mean, our world would be a lot better place. And I mean, that's great that you're instilling that into the uh, kids that you're coaching because it's needed and uh, they luckily have a good role model like you to look up to and come to um, because not every kid has a coach like that. Um, Not everyone's from a good home and has the good support. So whenever you can pour in and share your life stories and failures to help those learn from your mistakes and 
um, just, yeah, like you're saying, you don't have to be cool, you know, by cussing or um, wearing certain things, as long as you're yourself, respect people and are confident in yourself. Cause that's a problem that I had. I wasn't always confident in myself and I'm thinking, what are they going to think about me? How is this person going to view me? And until I got that thinking out of my head, you yeah. know, life was tough because I was always thinking and it wasn't every day, but a lot of times. Yeah, because I looked back at failures in my life that I didn't accomplish because I am goal oriented, but life hits you. And it took until last year for me to be like, there's more to life than living on the past. Facts. Yeah, most definitely. And I think I think my biggest thing is to, is to tell them be who you are. Right. I, I think what happens is as we get older, right, you know, we forget we get lost in the sauce a little bit and forget that. We were teenagers too, all right? Yeah. We understood like the pressure, that social pressure of uh, people judging you. Are you trying to look a certain way? You're trying to, you're trying to walk a certain way, trying to talk a certain way, right? So it takes time to get comfortable in your own skin, mm -hmm. right? You're Which learning you yourself. Care. You feel me? Like you got to find yourself. Like we was all that age, right? For me, uh, like I tell my kid, I said, I did not know who I was for real until I stopped playing football because anytime you identify Jamal, you identify with Jamal the athlete, Jamal the quarterback, right? until yeah. I stopped playing, right? And then I was just Jamal. And if for anybody that understands this, and it is for anybody that has any type of craft, like we talked about earlier, no matter uh, anything that you worked hard, you sacrificed for, you had success in, when it's all said and done, and it's time for you to transition to something else, that's kind of like the hardest thing because now you have to dis dis like disassociate yourself with your previous form, mm -hmm. right? And we talk about that mental, that mental, that mental health is like, all right, so now who am I? Right. Uh, and I'm bouncing all over the place, but I think that's what my time in South Carolina was, is that my health it would be up and down. Right. But it had got real bad while I was in Columbia. But just understanding mm -hmm. what it is I really want to do and figure out really who I was outside of sports and what it is I wanted my my focus to be and my trajectory to be. Yeah. And life, you never know what's going to hit you. And right. it's how you take the hits and get back up. Or are you going to stay down? Like you said, are you going to fold or what you going to do? Open, expand opportunities. And that's all you can do in life. Um, you can't worry about the past or you can only keep, you know, taking steps forward one day at a time because um, life's going to keep going. That's the reality. It's not going to stop for you. Most um, so, um, well, is there any advice, you know, last words you want to share um or anything that you want to mention before we um get off no nah, i mean i just for the, just use your platform right use your influence not for them to be like you but to just express into the next generation no matter what field it is is to, to be the best version of yourself but surround yourself with the right people people that's going to hold you accountable i think the biggest thing with that is and i know we talked about that earlier is like you having the right people around you is that whatever your driving ambition is and you have like-minded people around you that's doing the same thing i don't want to look into my left and to my right and see some and see people being average right and then if i'm doing something that's that's average they're not going to say nothing to me right correct now i need i want you to hold me accountable not now if you're a person that you're going to hold yourself accountable you're not going to nobody's going to have to tell you that Mm -hmm. But everybody has a little a little slack sometimes where somebody some a different set of eyes not gonna see what you see, right? Correct. But I need I need the I need the people that surround that's that I'm surrounded with, right? To make sure that they're gonna hold me accountable. If I'm BS and if I'm slacking or if I'm not doing what I need to be doing to achieve a to achieve a, a goal or to, or complete a task or be successful, I can't I can't get offended if they tell me I'm not on my job. 
or if I'm not doing what I'm what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. So I think, Amen. you know, I, you don't need enablers around you. You need people that's going to hold you accountable. Hold yourself accountable. Have your own drive and ambition. But, you know, get rid of the enablers. Right. Get rid of yep. the people that's not like minded, like you don't have the same drive and focus. Surround, your, surround yourself with like minded individuals. Right. So when there might be a time where you slip, you know, you got people on your left and your right uh, that's going to hold you down. I think the biggest, the two biggest people uh, was Justin Ray and Troy Sanders. Yep. I love Troy. Man, what? One of, one of the most stand up individuals, right? Because it's my, Justin and Troy were my roommates during my time and just understanding all defensive players. So I stayed with defensive players my whole time. Like, I just was always around. Like, that was just my mentality. I played quarterback, but I just was a little bit different. Like, I thought a little bit different. I handled myself a little bit different. And I was from Atlanta. So, uh, you know, so it, you know, I, was, I was, you know, city boy for real. But, yeah, uh, in, but in yeah, Boone. surrounding yourself with people that's going to, you know, hold you accountable, man, that's the biggest thing. Like, I think a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, Success and failures are based on accountability and and enabling, right? Negative enabling, right? Oh, yeah. And another thing like that, when you're being held accountable and want to be held to that success, that the standard that you've set, you can't get upset when someone comes to you. Because I used to get upset when people would come and hold me accountable. I'm like, no, like, you know, but then that's when I should have been taking a closer look at myself and being like okay i do need to make a change i'm getting offended by someone who i respect that's holding me accountable and helping me grow and i'm getting upset so i need to take a step back and take a look but that's something i didn't do and had to learn and right. had to learn and over time and but yeah so um well i appreciate you uh, taking time uh, to come on and just talk about your story and mental health uh, it means a lot and i'm glad we've kept up over the years and um yeah no doubt bro you know it's all good. i appreciate you having me too bro and it's i'm happy that you that you're on your path that you on dog like nobody it's it's not for anybody right to understand or to know what you go through on your journey unless you make them privy to it uh but the resolve that you come from that that you gain right that the the resolve to keep going right you know what i'm saying that's that's big dog you went through some stuff bro we all go through some stuff mm-hmm. right? i come from a single parent home uh you know I, I remember probably like one time we moved nine times in one year right i Damn. went to, well i went to like three different i went to three different high schools like four middle schools maybe like four or five four or five elementary school but that was just, just what it was i had a mo- i had a mother that provided for her kids and she would just uh, she's she awesome hustling. too. Yeah, that's my hey, everybody. I love, I love her. Hey, listen, she 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 is the, one of the realest individuals that you could ever be around because you mm-hmm. have the cars, right? Uh, that's why I has like I used to, that's my thick skin now. I you don't move me because if I was throwing an interception, it don't matter from literally to app, I could hear her in the stands, right? But I didn't have the right body language. That's just what she was. She was the ultimate. Like team mom, like this is what she did. She so, was, she, she was a hundred percent app and a hundred percent her son Jamal. That's what and the, everybody knew it too. Oh, facts, bro. But that's what happens, right? When you sacrifice so much, right? We just we was in the you know every day wasn't bad, but we had our struggles. That's just what it is, right? Being in yeah. MC too, but I mean it is what it is, man. I just like I say, bro. Kudos to you, bro. Hey, kudos to you. Um, um, no doubt. So we're all struggling. We all 
have different struggles and no struggle is bigger than someone else's struggle because we all go through our struggles differently. And that's something that I just want people to remember and hear because just because you're going through something small and something in your eyes, someone's going through something a lot bigger, it doesn't mean that yours is less of a struggle than that person's. We're all going through shit. You know, you know, you never know what people are going through, bro. That's why you treat everybody with respect. Amen. You feel me? It's like you never know. You from day to day, everybody's day is different. You know what I'm saying? So you just present yourself, man. Just try to be a good person. You won't yeah. always get that energy in return, but when you are consistently the same person with that with that type of energy, uh, you know where you don't judge. That's for me, right? I I am the, the least the least judgmental person, right? Because you don't know what people are going through. No. And that's and that's why I treat everyone the same. I'll hold the door, say hello. Hope you're having a blessed day because people have said that to me when I've been having a shitty day and it changed my day. So like you said, you just don't know what people are going through. Just share the kindness and love and respect that we all need and deserve. So that's real, dog. That's real. Well, I appreciate you coming on uh, for episode 13. And um, for all our listeners, thank you all for tuning in. Um, and again, Jamal Jackson um, from Atlanta, Boone, football. He's all over. Um, education. Education. Minor. Hey, oh, no. Oh, hey, look. Yeah. Uh, of all. You trade. did it all. You did it hey. all. You were on the honor roll and everything, too. You know, hey, yeah. I, I, I slacked, though, toward the end. And, you know, but I still do. I you were on. I remember you were always on it. Um, yeah, and I mean, I wasn't even an athlete at that time, and I wasn't on the honor roll. So. <laughs> Um, you hey, know, hey, we had a good time. At we did, we did. Okay. It was a good time. I need to get back. You know, I haven't been up there since 2013. I, yep. Um, I took some time off. I hadn't been since 2015. Um, that was another Klondike fight kind of night. And I was oh, like, you, was, you was in the mix. Always. You, you was in K-Night? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you was in a mix. Look, I wouldn't even know what's still up there, boy. I know. We I don't. That was well. It wasn't Klondike at that time. I don't think. Um, no, Klondike always been there, right there on. But, the yeah, no, no, but it um, was bought out by what Town Tavern or the one on the oh, left, right. and I'm, some. It was different, but it was when uh, we had played Wake. Um, that was the last time I'd been up there, and then I went last weekend to go skiing, but didn't even drive through the campus. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't want to tell them myself the Char Paluchis. Yo, I used to go to Char and Paluchis you know, Saturday, Saturday nights. Listen, man, look. <laughs> hey, man, boom, man, boom. We'll forever have a special place. I think, you know, coming just, yeah, man, we could talk about this all day, bro. Oh, like, we could. I appreciate you having me on. I'm not going to be long winded, man, but you just bring no. back the memories, bro. Anytime I get to do something like this, yeah, right? memories. Yeah, man, we don't spend life, you don't spend life reflecting, right? Because you focus on what's in front of you, but. It, it is good sometimes, baby, reflecting a little bit. So I appreciate you, dog. Of course. And thank you again and look forward, you know, to staying in touch and uh, maybe holding each other accountable. Facts. On the way <laughs> um, exactly. All right. Well, thank you all uh, for tuning in to episode 13 of the Rabbit Hole Show. Uh, for any comments, questions, topics, uh, reach out via email, show 21 at gmail.com. And then give us a follow on Instagram at the rabbit hole show, um, all underscores. Um, but again, Jamal, thank you and look forward to talking to you soon, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, G. Always, boss. All right, be easy. All right, bro. All right.